Welcome to the Undignified Podcast, becoming a fool to the world in order to become wise for Christ. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited for this one because we're going to be digging into God's Word, and I'm just really thankful to kind of be back in it and having things to share once again. So I've been in Romans for longer than I can remember, but it's kind of been off and on, but I've been convicted recently because even though God like loves the small progress and the little bit at a time mindset day by day living for God, he knows me and he knows that he has so much more for me. And I feel like I've been crawling with God when I really could be running with him instead. He loves you too much to let you stay where you are. And I think I've been passive lately in my faith. So I've been praying for God to show me more ways I can take up my cross and to let go of things for him and also more ways I can put my faith into action and show God's love in action, not just words. So anyways, not saying I'm perfect by any means. Please never in your wildest dreams believe that. Homegirl struggles all the time, but you know, God still chooses to use me anyway for some reason. Well, because he loves me, but I still am trying to understand that too. But anyway, so yeah, I've been trying to study God's word a lot more in depth lately, also because I'm home for the summer and I have the time. So I'm really hoping to take advantage of it in this way. And I'm trying to more intentionally give God like more of my time, like I said. Um, So anyways, I've gotten into Romans and I've also gone back into Hosea more in depth. And I actually finished Romans recently and I've gotten into James, but maybe I'll do more podcast episodes on what I've been learning in those books. But today we're going to be talking about the faithfulness of God and to back up some things I've learned, we're going to be talking about Hosea 1 through 3. I'm not going to read all of them, but I'm going to paraphrase like a few things that I think are important. Um, So we hear the word faithfulness thrown around a lot in the church at least I have heard it all the time just when talking about God and like his attributes and in worship songs but what faithfulness really means is actually wrecking when we think about how unfaithful we are to him so in Hosea the Israelites unfaithfulness to God is compared to a cheating woman and this analogy allows us to really understand how God feels when we choose to put other things before him and like that feels like a dagger in the chest. I know, like, I do that a lot, and just thinking about how God feels is really painful, at least it should be. Yeah, so Hosea was a prophet, and God commanded him to marry a prostitute in order to signify God's relationship with his unfaithful bride, aka the church. Comparing my sin with the feeling of being cheated on and not chosen hurts my heart a lot. Whenever I'm not chosen or prioritized or even desired, it hurts a lot. The feeling of being cheated on wrecks people, and I can only imagine how much more God hurts over us. Seeing that he literally died for us and we still put him to the side, God is jealous for us and righteously so because he bought us and we belong to him. God is madly in love with us and he longs for us. God is emotional and passionate, not still and silent. It's who he is. He's love. He doesn't just have it. It's who he is. So all of that being said, I'm going to go ahead and just jump right in. So Hosea 1 talks about, it was titled, like in the commentary I was reading, the prophet and the prostitute. And fun fact, Hosea means salvation. 
And during this time, the land was very economically and politically prosperous. So people didn't turn to God because things were so good. And I don't know about you, but that sounds a lot like America. Um, anyways, before a prophet can speak like God's words to the nations, he must first hear God for himself. So God commanded Hosea to marry a harlot in order that Hosea would know how God feels when we were unfaithful to him, like I said earlier. And when we put things before God, we're literally cheating on him. Let that sink in. So Hosea married Gomer without knowing if she would ever stop being a prostitute. And that also is really crazy to think about. Like, Hosea didn't know if Gomer was ever going to turn from her ways, but he still married her anyway for just the chance that she would. Sound familiar? <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, um, God loves justice and he doesn't forget about those who have been wronged. If we deserved mercy, it wouldn't be mercy, but justice. Mercy is shown to the guilty. It's not a right. The message God delivered through Hosea was harsh enough, but Hosea had to live it. So I can only imagine how much that sucked for him. Um, God commands him to name his children all of these things that once signify like a sign of judgment. For example, when Gomer gave birth to a daughter, the Lord told him to call her Lo Ruhama, which means not loved. And so eventually their names will mean things that are a sign of redemption, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So that's pretty much Hosea 1. Moving on to Hosea 2, which is honestly one of my favorite books of the Bible because it just shows how God like is our bridegroom, which is a concept that was really hard for me to grasp for a while. Okay, so Hosea 2, here are some little notes that I found, and I'm going to like read up some verses as well. So we all know that sin hurts our relationship with God. Even though some good things can result from sin, they're not really good and they don't compare to having God in your life and they will not last or sustain you. So are they really good? I think it's a good time to take in this humbling moment. Reading the Bible is really humbling, I will say, but I think it's so important that we like don't forget how broken we are, but also not like let that define us. I don't know if that makes any sense. Sometimes God takes away some things to remind us that we always need him no matter what we have. Everything apart from God comes to an end slash goes away. And I think I'm going to take a break from reading my notes here and just actually read some scripture. Okay, chapter two is talking about like God's prophesying like Israel being punished, but also Israel being restored. Verse seven, talking about Israel slash Gomer. She will chase after her lovers, but not catch them. She will look for them, but not find them. Then she will say, I will go back to my husband as at first, for I was better off than now. I will ruin her vines and her fig trees, which she said were her pay from her lovers. So that was the part talking about how, like, sometimes God takes away things to remind us that we need him. And then this is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. It's verse, verses 14 through 15. Therefore, I am now going to allure her. I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. There I will give her back her vineyards and will make the valley of Acre a door of hope. There she will respond as in the days of her youth, as in the day she came up out of Egypt. So, first of all, the word allure, like, 
means to romance or powerfully attract like god doesn't force us like he wants us to choose him so i just think that's really cool how it means to romance because this is a whole other topic that i probably won't be able to dive into in this episode it's something i'm still trying to understand god is gentle in the way that he corrects us he wants to be in a relationship with us first and then we die to ourselves because we love him and we know who he is and he's really good like i said we too use our prosperity for idolatry and ungodly pleasures too much of a good thing becomes a bad thing and the allurement of love surpasses in power so god's love is more powerful than the things this world has to offer and i'm preaching to myself because i need to remember all of this so much god's restoration is so great and he is so good and i wish i had the human language to express more of how good god is but i i just don't and i never will the faithfulness of god should not be overlooked god anticipates for us to come to him he's in love with us each and every one of us and god is my husband before anyone else can and he's the only one that could show me what a husband is and i can just personally relate to this because <laughs> as a single college young woman we get sad about it sometimes but that's okay i'm not gonna get into that because that's kind of embarrassing to talk about on a platform like this but anyways it's comforting to know that god can love me better than anybody else ever can so i should be seeking out him instead of any other man and that sounds a lot like the female heart and that's just one of the ways that god designed women to reflect him in this way because obviously girls want to be chosen because you know the guy actually loves her not out of obligation or like as a flex or anything we want to be chosen because we're loved and we want to be seen and god wants to be seen and loved as well so period okay <laughs> sorry i'm a little sick but it's okay okay so i'm gonna read another verse out of chapter two and it is verse 19, and I love this verse. This is talking about how God's going to restore Israel. It says, I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you in righteousness and justice and love and compassion. I will betroth you in faithfulness, and you will acknowledge the Lord. I love that. It's, I will betroth you to me forever. Like, nothing can snatch us out of God's hand. Nothing can ruin his claim that he has over us. No matter if we feel it or not, like, you're not going to feel it all the time. But you belong to God, and he literally paid for you. He bought you out of the slavery that you were. Like, we were slaves to ourselves. Anyway, um, when we want what God wants, our hearts beat in rhythm with his. And I think that's really beautiful and cool. So, yeah, love is the core of all of it. It's crazy. And finally, moving on to chapter 3. Chapter 3 is titled, Hosea's Reconciliation with His Wife. And this one isn't that long, so I'm going to go ahead and just read it from my Bible and then touch on some points that I have written down. So, the Lord said to me, Go, show your love to your wife again, though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they turn to other gods and love the sacred raisin cakes. So I bought her for fifteen shekels of silver and about a homer and a lethek of barley. Then I told her, You are to live with me many days. You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any man, and I will behave the same way towards you. For the Israelites will live many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred stones, without ephod or household gods. 
Afterward, the Israelites will return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They will come trembling to the Lord and to his blessings in the last days. Hosea was commanded to love Gomer, not just after all she had done, but while she was still doing it. Sound familiar? While we were still sinners, Christ died for us, and he would do it again, which is crazy. It's also crazy just how patient God is, and again, just how faithful he is, because we sin every day. We, like, ignore him every day, but he still lets the sun rise, and he still gives us another day. Like, that verse that talks about his mercies are new every morning is literally so true. Like, the fact that the sun rose again is immense evidence of God's mercy and his faithfulness, giving us another chance and, like, more time to seek him more and to repent. Like, every day is an example of how God is good. And it sounds so cheesy saying it out loud, but every day is literally evidence that God is still good. Life is still going. Like, we're still breathing. That blows my mind. Real love is an action, and it's a choice of will. God literally did the same thing for us. He bought us out of slavery. Like, we are Gomer, in case you didn't connect those dots. Hosea didn't buy Gomer just to save her from slavery, but that they would live together and have a relationship. God didn't die on the cross for us just so that we wouldn't go to hell, but that we could know him. Like, the whole point was that we would be able to know him, because that's what we were made for. Not just to rescue us from hell, but to save us for our purpose, for that freedom. And freedom isn't just freedom to do whatever we want, because that's slavery. Freedom is being able to do what you were made for. Like, only God's law brings real freedom. Um, That's all the notes I have for chapters 1 through 3. And if you haven't read Hosea, 10 out of 10 recommend <laughs> And I use the Enduring Word commentary. I think it's really good. Yeah, I really encourage you to like read the rest of it and go more in depth. But I hope that that kind of explains a little bit or maybe emphasizes the faithfulness of God and maybe that you thought about it in a different way. That's all I have on that. But this next section, I just want to share, I guess, where I'm at as a little checkpoint for myself and also in case anybody cares i'm just kidding um yeah i'm home for the summer and sometimes well at first i was kind of nervous about it because i didn't know like oh you know i don't feel like i have as many friends as i used to because i'm not as plugged in because last summer i was at wind shape and i just haven't been like home in a long time so i was nervous about not having community and just being home every single day being really bored and it like low-key kills me to not be at camp because it's what I love doing and I love go 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 and just traveling and experiencing new things but I think it's gonna be really huge for me to just take it slow this summer and just kind of exist and really just get into God's word I have to remind myself whenever I'm like oh this like this all this free time is so pointless I have to remind myself no like God's working and I'm here for a reason and I just need to work on just, like, getting deeper in his word. Life goes really fast, and so I decided to not go to camp because um, I never, you never know when you're going to have, you know, like a free summer, I guess. Like, my sister's about to graduate. I'm about to be a junior in college. Like, I don't know. It's It's nice to be home with family and making new friends. So I'm excited for the rest of the summer and to make more podcasts. So I really hope that these 
are beneficial to you and that you enjoy them, I know that they help me. And a lot of times I feel very unworthy to even make these because, like I said earlier, I'm not perfect by any means. I'm just trying to figure it out just like you. But I know that God's word is the answer, even if it doesn't feel like it. God is really faithful. He's working. Thank you so much for tuning in to this little Devo episode, I guess. And if there are any other topics you want me to cover or research, I love a good project, so just send those my way. The Instagram still exists, and all other info is in the outro. So I love you guys. Be blessed, and thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Undignified Podcast. Make sure you're following the Instagram at the Undignified Podcast, all lowercase, no spaces, to make sure that you have a chance to vote on topics that you want to talk about. Bye!